Hello everyone, and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and welcome back to Amateur April, a month where I emphasize smaller artists and give them the platform they deserve. But honestly, with how talented this week's guest is, they've developed their own platform and then some. This week's guest is Ace Smith, an artist of all aspects whose music has been earning him a little following so far. This was honestly a fun interview. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did, and support him with all the links down below. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, maybe consider subscribing or checking out the previous episodes, or supporting the podcast with the new merch that I just released. Honestly, any and all support for either me or any of the artists I bring on will honestly help me out more than anything else. I, I created this podcast to provide a platform for artists. So help me in my little journey to do that for everyone involved. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. You're coming through, uh, recording-wise, you're coming through on my end pretty clearly. Am I coming through on your end pretty clearly? You're coming through very clearly. In fact, I want to go ahead and make sure that it's not Uh, too loud for the recording software itself. Can you say something real quick? Something real quick. Keep talking, keep talking. Keeping talking, am I peeking? Am I peeking? Keeping talking, keeping talking, am I peeking? Turn me down go. if I am peeking. You, you should be good. There. Uh, all right, I may I may become louder, so you might want to turn me down slightly more. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and just take that. You know, don't want to take that risk. Might as well just just a few decibels. There we go. I think negative nine might be good for a good bottom barrier. <laughs> How's my video? Your video looks great. I mean, altogether. Yeah. I mean, altogether, you look wonderful right now. So, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for taking time every day to sit down and really do this, because I I really do appreciate it. Are we recording at the moment? At the moment, yes. But it's like you know the little intro, like okay. get, like you know. I see. Yeah. I said no. Yeah, I just wanted to. I was just seeing. I'm currently at this actual moment. I'm actually currently working on the uh, the art. Oh, there we go. Beautiful. What? What's that, funny? What's funny? I was designing, I was literally making, like, this thing. Oh, I just realized I've given you one long uh, sleeve and one short sleeve. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dry. Uh, I, I know I don't have to be, but I just, fair warning that I'm not. I, uh, I drew you with, I like, I, I'm drawing your shirt at the moment, and I was like, oh, you know, it'd be cool if I put the Postmodern Art Podcast, if I put the logo on the shirt, and then I hop into call, <laughs> Look, I gotta plug the merch one way or another, especially the fact that there is new merch right now that you can get. <laughs> uh, here's the, here's my merch. It's Hilux. Oh yeah, Hilux. I see. When I was doing research, I had gone to both your YouTube channels and I saw the Hilux mm. one. Um, I had heard about it through what was it, Nitro Rad? I had heard about it through him, and I've wanted to sit down and actually like play it. So yeah, Nitro Rad's incredible. I love really his is. content. Yeah, no joke. Uh, He's a, he's a really tip-top creator, second only to me, of course. There we go. Um, the self-confidence. Uh, is that a Lil Nas X poster? Yes, it's it, not, well, is it? No, it? It is, but not in the way you think it is. It is Lil Nas X, but it's actually a hyper-realistic art piece from a guest that I had on, Senpai Beth. Like That's that's all drawn and painted and everything. That's not a photo. Yeah, I thought it was a painting. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's... Because it's situated next to Flower Boy. Yeah, that is true. That is true. 
You like to like I, I literally realized like as I asked that I probably shouldn't have asked that because it was like I realized if it wasn't Lil Nas X then that would be a bad look. I mean, if it was if it was too bad, I would have had to edit it out. Which you know, it, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's a it, you know there it's 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 obviously good. There was no reason for me not to get it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, goodness. Oh, and I do apologize with the whole entire like thumbnail situation that we had or whatnot. I, I, whenever I was doing my, oh, it's no problem. When I was doing my research and stuff like that, I was trying to find like an arch because I've noticed, and we'll definitely bring this up in the interview, how heavily influenced you were with Steven Universe with a lot of your stuff. So I was trying to find a thumbnail artist that did the Steven Universe style, but then you're like, no, I want to do a thumbnail. I'm like, okay, cool. I still had, yeah. the, I still had the artists uh, since I basically hyped them up to a certain point. I'm like, you know what? I'm still going to commission you. So I commissioned him to do a piece for my friend who also loves Steven universe. So yeah, Steven universe. Good, good show. There were parts where it wasn't good, but it was still good. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't say that my, like my, my style, the style that I'm doing this in at least is, is very, very squished. So, you know, perhaps perhaps there was influence there. I mean, hey, it's your thumbnail. Do what you want with it as long as you know the, the standard setup that I usually have for it. But, you know. You couldn't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I got, the, I got the you on the right and the me on the left, and I haven't drawn the mics yet, but they're going to be there. There you go. There you go. I am down for it. All right, Ace, before we get started, I must ask the icebreaker question to ask for every single podcast. What is your most unpopular art opinion? Hmm. Hmm. First, my, my, the first thing that came to mind was that brutalism can be good, but I know people have that opinion, so. I mean, still, I mean, some people may, but it could, it, over, it, it's a, let me put it like this, is that a strong opinion you have? And if I may ask, because I've never heard the term before, what is brutalism? It's like the style of building where the, it's not like aesthetic at all. It's all like just built for, for like purpose, like like schools and shit. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, it's just like angles and stuff. But that and that can be an aesthetic in and of itself. Okay, okay. Care to elaborate on why you like that one? I don't know. I like a lot of shit. Like there's, I can find aesthetics in almost anything. I I, I just am sort of visually and audioally interested in the world a lot. So there's there's not a lot of stuff that I like universally dislike in terms of like you know genre of art or music. So like I, I can definitely find like a good aesthetic in in brutalist stuff like just under a specific sort of I don't know design appreciation. Okay, okay. I mean, like I said, I'd never even heard of brutalism before. So the fact that you're bringing this up opens my eyes more than anything else, and I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean, it, like. Yeah. Art, er, and not even really art, but like that kind of stuff. There's a purpose for it. There's a reason for it. So, mm-hmm. but basically, brutalism. You know, the fact that you enjoy it, is that a hill you're willing to die on? I don't know. I just it just just off the top of my head. Well, I mean, you know, I'll, you 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 ask the question with no prompting, with no like prompting at all, off to a surprise. Expect to get some answers off the top of your head, off the top of my head, not off the top of your head. I can't give you any answers <laughs> off the top of your head. I'm, I don't have access to that thing. Not yet, but based on some of your previous EPs, I, I bet you would uh, appreciate it, Mr. Biohacker himself. <laughs> Are you suggesting that I'm going to use music to hack a brain like Elon Musk? And with that, I can't think of a better way to start the postmodern art <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
<laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Postmodern Art Podcast. I'm your host, Ace Smith, and this is my guest, Nathan. No, I, post, I pointed the wrong direction. This is Are my you, guest, Nathan. Time out. Are you hijacking the show now? <laughs> I had the idea. You know what? I appreciate that. No one has ever done that before, so there's a first for you guys. There you go. Has, has anybody ever come in looking like a bread tuber? Not that I could think of. If they have, they did it with their screen off. So I can't say yes, but I can't also say no. So, well, I don't. I don't normally look like this. My room is not normally bathed in red and blue light. I did do that for the presentation purposes. Well, I did it for the aesthetic, the 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 the, the panache. That's the, the word. There you go. The pizzazz. The je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. There you go. Uh, now I'm let do fromage. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be a great episode. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Postmodern Art Podcast. I am your host, Nathan Raglan. Uh, feel free to subscribe or follow on whatever streaming platform you prefer. Uh, new merch is out right now. Please buy it. It's incredible. Um, also, follow us on Twitter at PostmodArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> he is an artist who has expressed himself through music, editing, and gaming for years, making some waves recently in the music department with a few amazing remixes and releases like last year's EP Biohacker. Welcome to the podcast, Ace Smith. Ace, how you doing today? That was both my announcement and how I'm doing today. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> Thank you for taking time out of your uh, your day to sit down and chat. I really do appreciate this from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, absolutely. But before we really get into what you're making nowadays, let's, let's take a step back for a second. I want to know the origin stories of A. Smith. What got you interested in art and music and all sorts of different stuff in the first place? Well, in 2001, I was born. It's a good start. <laughs> it's a good start. Um, no. Uh, I've always sort of been into music just in general. Like uh, during high school, I kind of realized that sort of my interest in it and my like sort of appreciation of music was not sort of the same level that everyone else did that I was like sort of more inclined toward it than like general people tend to be in terms of like, you know, appreciation and desire for it. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of started really wanting to make make music uh, then. But I, I had had ideas for a long time before that. I gotcha, I gotcha. And was it in high school uh, where it kind of just went from a love for just general arts to, like, a passion and wanting to make it your actual career? Pretty much so, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, if I may ask, what's sort of, like, an inspiration for that drive more than anything else? Like, what are some, like, what are some things that inspire you to make art or make music? Hmm. I... That's actually, honestly, it's a really hard question to answer for me specifically. Like, in terms of vision, I've got a lot of inspiration. But in terms of drive, I I just kind of do it because I enjoy it. Okay. Like, I, I I'd sort of, every day I kind of wake up and I'm like, I'm going to make some stuff today. Um, I suppose that, uh, you know, like, emotion drives my stuff. Like, I, I, I wrote basically more songs than even to this day I've still written during a, a particular depressive phase in a, in a high school where I was just going through a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, anger. I'm writing actually a particularly angry song at the moment okay. at a couple of people who uh, I particularly dislike for several reasons. And they're very justified reasons. I hope I'm not on that list. I'm just going to say that real quick. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> dedicate a, dedicate like a single line to this, this guy who interviewed me once. No. Um, 
I mean, from what I've seen so far, you seem like a good dude. I'm a, I'll hedge my I'll hedge my bets in case you turn out to not be later, but I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> Turns out just behind um, the scenes, no. I'm just like the worst person to ever deal with. It's like, look, we got to redo the podcast all the way over again. Just the lighting was, I was not for, no, I'm joking. <laughs> it's on that little door on the side of your what were we oh yeah drive um well not even like drive just inspiration as a whole like you said you have some inspirations for your vision as well so what sort of inspires the vision if i may ask Hmm. i once again hard to answer but not so but not actually because of lack of ideas but because of so many like i said uh from like i said earlier how i i sort of can appreciate so many things in terms of like genre and stuff i i get inspiration from so many people as well uh one of my sort of primary inspirations in terms of sort of uh like how i want to be in the the level i want to create it is actually somebody that you have interviewed on your podcast before it's uh left at london hey shout out to nat <laughs> she's legitimately so goddamn talented no it's wild joke. it's insane <laughs> sometimes it is it is incredible the like because i don't even remember how i originally like discovered her music but it was through something simple it was like a tumblr post or something i saw on reddit at some point or a twitter post it was on a social media yeah, and it was that- a post I mean, that's always a good start. I know for me, I first heard of her through the, I said this on the podcast, I heard it through the, uh, the title of the creator video that she made of how to make, you know, songs by Tyler yeah. the creator. That was how I first heard of her. So yeah, Tyler, the creator is also a, a large inspiration on my work. Nice. He's uh he's one of my, he's one of my favorite rappers of all time. Just, just like the, the amount of like, like personality and rawness that like, is in his work combined with like the the trajectory of like how he's changed over the years just gives like such a good image of this guy you know and you know he's he's real talented too so you know mm-hmm. oh no I take my inspiration from talented people <laughs> i mean it'd be hard not to get inspiration from talented people and trust me i you know, I, I could go on and gush about Tyler for days, but I'll save that for the episode if I ever do get him on the podcast because he's top of that <laughs> list. He is top of that list. So, vouch, 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 vouch. <laughs> let's, let's, let's pray for it. What am I trying to? What am I trying to think of? Like the phrasing to say. I hope that that happens. I go. suppose is what I'm trying to say. Something along those lines. As well as just hope for the best. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Trust me, I'm yeah. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep driving. But for now, let's talk about something else that may have I don't know drove you, but that certainly help support that creativity and while i was doing my research it was your youtube that i really want to delve a lot into yeah um what exactly got you interested on the youtube platform to start with well this was a lot of years ago at this point uh but i watched uh a lot of minecraft youtubers mm-hmm. back in the day uh, the old generation the you know i'm not i'm not super involved with the newer generation your your dreams and your tommy and it's i was more of a sky does minecraft and sunday person uh but uh i i you know i kind of always wanted to be like them you know and uh there was a specific specific uh youtuber that i watched named dragnaz and he was he was always creating these really incredible uh contraptions in minecraft using like you know the the game's internal mechanics uh and specifically 
there was one day where they were recording. Actually, I think it was it was definitely I think a podcast recording. Now that I think about it, I was I just always sort of sort of viewed it as like a show. But now that I'm seeing the sort of the similarities it was definitely a podcast but uh i accidentally barged in uh on a recording of a uh of a podcast that they were doing because uh due to limitations of one of the 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 members they had to record uh on a public team speak lobby uh in a uh so the it was just the one that they chose was one that was just like really secluded that not many people knew about Mm -hmm. uh and so you know, I, I particularly, I was on, I was in that that sort of group, and then when I saw it, I was like, "Wow, hey, that's three of my favorite creators. I'm absolutely going to talk to them." Uh, and so that was how I, you know, that was how I accidentally jumped into their podcast, uh, and it was fun. But I, I did uh, specifically receive advice from uh, Dragnaz to just start. Actually, they, they kind of all encouraged me just to start. Oh, like, wow. like okay. don't don't hold off. Just do the thing uh and then you know a couple days later i just recorded my first video and put it up and you know it was, it was good it wasn't good but the experience was good wow i mean i know for for me as someone that does a podcast with people i admire i can i can understand where you're coming from just kind of that surreal moment of getting to talk to these people that you've watched and like love so much and like them turn around and be like dude like do the thing like encouraging you more than anything else i can only like Again, as someone that has gotten to talk with just about anyone that they've admired, for you, like how surreal was that for you? Yeah, it was. It was pretty big. It's pretty big. Um, so I mean, you started off with the with the Minecraft at least to, to start off with. Was that always going to be like the intentional goal with it, or like that's what you wanted to do initially, or like? I mean, like I like I said, sort of goals goals change over years, but uh, in in essence, like. Like I said before, what I wanted to do is I wanted to be like them. Uh, eventually, I sort of it took it took a few years, but eventually I sort of expanded my horizon, started doing other games, uh, and I, I sort of restarted a bit over a year ago with a, a sort of higher production quality type thing, with the, the sort of current generation of of the new videos. Uh, and then late last year, I started streaming on Twitch as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was? The line of questioning that led to me talking about how I got onto Twitch. Sorry. It, it, it was basically just like the goals that you kind of had with the YouTube channel whenever you started. Yeah. Like, was it always intended to be a Minecraft channel? But as you're telling me, no, like it, it may have started like that, but as, as it grew, you sort of changed your goals as well. Yeah. My intention on YouTube has always, I guess, kind of just been to be seen because whose isn't? Yeah. Like, if you're, you're, you're putting YouTube on the web, like you're putting. YouTube on the web? You're putting videos on YouTube, sort of, you're, you're putting them up in the first place. Like, unless you're using it as, like, your private, like, video storage thing that you don't expect people to find, what are you doing with them besides uploading them so that they can be seen? Like, that's that's sort of always been my primary thing. And, yeah, the uh, my goals have definitely changed over the years because as, uh, you know, the, the very first iteration of my channel was a, a very a, a, even earlier was a different I want to be like them uh, thing and it was uh, a couple of like Pokemon like fan art fan artists okay. that were creating sort of you know fake Pokemon sprites and uh, that was a thing I wanted to do I wasn't good at it because I was eleven uh, but you know that that is actually uh, the origin of the URL of my my uh, gaming channel which is the same channel oh uh, right the sad ghost right yeah yeah that's the same same thing. 
Wow. Sort of same same channel from all that that, that was on. Because uh, that actually used to be my main channel, talking about priorities and goals changing. Uh, my most popular channel, SADS channel, mm-hmm. uh, the reason it was called that is I originally had sort of, I, I had like three separate channels, one for just general Minecraft, one for videos, game, and one for everything else. You know, they kind of descend in, in sort of specific focus. Uh, and I... You know, eventually I, I sort of quit the main, I quit the second one and brought it back on the first one, uh, and it, it became the Sad Ghost. So the sort of name association is no longer there. But Sad's channel was called that just because it was just general everything random stuff. Uh, and one day, this is probably something you didn't discover during your research, as your research was likely very recent, and this has been uh, it's been off of the internet for a while uh, due to the request of Cartoon Network. Uh, but uh, you, we were discussing how. Uh, I've been sort of really into slash influenced by slash has had an effect on me, Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. And why am I? I've had so much water today. I've got water right here, literally. There you go. Hydrate, my friends. Hydrate. Uh, it tastes terrible because it's like 50% melted ice cubes, and the ice cubes that in my house do not taste good. Uh, um. Anyway, so Steven Universe. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I created a uh, I created a YTP, a YouTube poop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, for for the uninitiated. You basically edit around the stuff to make it to make it funny. Uh, and then I, I posted that, and a couple of months after I released it, it suddenly exploded in popularity and became you know you know massively popular. For a time, it was the uh, the number one most viewed Steven Universe YouTube poop on the. On the on the the, the the platform, I guess, the uh, it's a uh, it's like the Queen of Shitty Robots said, uh, if you want to be the top in your field, choose a really narrow field. Which you know, is how she became the Queen of Shitty Robots. <laughs> you know what? That's a very good point. That's a good way to emphasize it. That's why I'd like to at least claim for now, I'm number one rising art podcast. So. <laughs> I feel like there's been an art podcast no, no, before. There, there are other art podcasts. But that's why I said number one rising art podcast. There's a difference there. You narrow it down a little bit more. So, <laughs> could you could you elaborate what that difference is? Uh, what does it take for one to be rising? Uh, at least for me, uh, you know, it, I'm, I'm st- this is still within like the first year of me developing this podcast and like really having it grow more than anything else, and like. It, I haven't even hit 100 subscribers yet, so I still consider it growing. I still consider it that number one. Th- Let me have this one, man. <laughs> what what in there translates to number one? <laughs> so anyways, What's your you're... hourly rate of subscribers? How is that? How does this? How does this happen? Anyway, um, <laughs> it blew up, and so I decided to make more of those because you know you want to be seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of them did not get a copyright struck, and I earned money off of them, so that was fun. Nice. And that, that was sort of how I discovered that I enjoyed money and having it. <laughs> Everyone's got to start somewhere. I actually was going to bring up the uh, the YouTube poops and the AMVs as well that, you, that you've had, because like I said, as I, was doing the, as I was doing my digging, I noticed a good couple of them. Uh, one of the big ones to actually blow up that you still have on your channel is a Lapis Lazuli AMV of Imagine Dragons Demons. That's got like 19,000 subscribers at the, or videos at views at this point. <laughs> so, okay, this is revenge. This is vengeance. <laughs> I made, I made, no, no, I make fun of, I make fun of you for considering yourself number one rising when you have so few subscribers and you respond by bringing up my Lapis Lazuli Imagine Dragons AMV. 
My Imagine Dragons, it's where my demons hide. Lapis Lazuli AMV, which is, by the way, not good. I should have privated that. I don't know why it isn't. It's like the video, like the video size. Isn't this the like actual 4, cartoon? The clips of the cartoon in it are shrunken for no reason. I don't know why I, I did that. I don't know why I didn't just make them bigger to fit this this thing. Anyway, I'm not. I'm barely proud of any AMVs I've ever made. You know what? Fair enough. I was just saying I noticed that one because at least for the videos that you haven't privated, that was like the third video, yeah. and the fact that it has nineteen thousand you know viewers on it. Yeah. <laughs> go to your YouTube. Do yeah, videos date and go to like the oldest one. It's like said the third video on there. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, it's not that it's not like my most popular video. No, no, your most popular one was an Undertale one, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Megalovania, Megalovania, but you're slowly losing your mind. That's it right. is uh it's actually the second most popular video on my channel behind the YTP that I mentioned earlier, which uh is sitting at over six million views but has been blocked worldwide. Because obviously Cartoon Network, which is yeah there <laughs> yep yeah and then the second most popular is literally it's a clip from uh from the latest season of rick and morty that i i like they did some time travel stuff and so i reordered the scene so they made sense somehow it blew up let me tell you some more some more secrets about video quality it's not that video also isn't great like <laughs> the uh like the the copy of the episode that i got was on like a really shitty streaming site and so it was in like 480p if you go there and look at it there it's not in high quality at all it's super blurry mm -hmm. anyway so I have to ask, with all these talks of, you know, different edits, YTPs, AMVs, how do these ideas, like, come to you, like, to, to turn around and do, like, a YouTube poop like that? Well, you know, I for one, I, like, I watch other YouTube poops and, you know, get ideas from them. The, uh, the original sort of uh, conceit of the YTPs that I had in the first place, which is ML Garnet, which is, like, Garnet with MLG glasses, right, which <laughs> it's... It, it's taken more of an ironic tone, but I still think it's hilarious as a concept. She's wearing the glasses on her glasses. Yeah. Originally, I was like, yeah, that's funny. Now I'm like, yeah, that's funny, but from an ironic standpoint. Uh, that actually, that, that, that idea specifically came from an entirely different YTP that did the same thing. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you know. I, I don't I don't think I'm actually original at all. I'm just like so many separate little influences all like melding together into a person and who isn't? I was gonna say what I mean, isn't art just basically that in the first place, just taking influence from something else and bending it and mending it to make it your own? Yeah, there've been like a hundred people in history who have actually been original in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now that you say that, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, everybody everybody just takes stuff from other stuff, you know. I mean, for God's sakes, one of the biggest, you know, quote-unquote cinematic masterpieces, Star Wars, how many things were influenced by it, or how many things got influenced by, mm -hmm. or how much influence did George Lucas have putting it into Star Wars? That's the word I was, that's the line I was There we go, about. third time was a charm. <laughs> Words are wonderful, right? <laughs> I know! Uh, I'm so good at sentence. Uh <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so again, we've we've dug up we've dug up the dark secrets where the demons yeah, hide when it comes to the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> My oldest videos, yeah, the uh, old videos not good. That's why I privated them all on the 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 gaming channel. Yeah, you can't have you you know 
talking about me squeaking around in a high-pitched voice on Hypixel with all my friends. Well, I mean, since we're talking about the gaming channel, I did want to at least emphasize, I noticed a few of the videos on there, like, uh, uh, what was it, like a Homestruck playthrough or something like that that you still have up yeah, there? Yeah, so uh, the sure. old, yeah, the old, there was, uh, there's actually two, two series that I, from, like, the old iteration of my channel that I have not privated, uh, and those are, one of them is a singular episode of what was planned to be a playthrough of this uh, Spurb map that I'd found with, from Homestuck, mm -hmm. the, the Spurb Minecraft map. The first episode is is privated now because it kind of sucked. The second episode, I watched through while I was going to private it, and I was like, you know, actually, this is funny. Screw it. I'm leaving it up. There you go. And, uh, fun fact, it never actually continued because uh, the, uh, the recording that I did was of several episodes worth of content, mm -hmm. uh, and I forgot that, and I deleted it after I finished the second episode. There you go. So... Uh, and the other the other one is a uh, is a hive swap playthrough, which I left up for uh, two things. One one of those reasons was the same reason, uh, and the second reason is that uh, since that day, since the day we played that, I've been awaiting the release of the next episode, the next act of hive swap, or rather had been, because uh, on the day it dropped, or a couple days after it dropped, rather, I actually did get all of the original cast of those videos together to play it again on to play the second act on stream. It was, it was pretty great. Yeah, I, I can only imagine how insane a, an opportunity like that must be. Um, I, I was going to say, as well as like with that, uh, one of the games you actually got to play through, we talked about at the beginning with your shirt, uh, Hylix, how did you become aware of the game, and what made you like want to play through that? Well, personally, I um, I just like RPG Maker. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Uh, I, 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 I want to eventually create games with it. I've made quite a few demos, but none have ever really seen the light of day because they haven't really been worth releasing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, for in terms of inspiration, you know, I, I look for things on the web and... Uh, one of the uh, the the examples on RPG Maker games with the with the most uh, most like original, most good, like visually striking, uh, Hylix was at the top of that list for okay. visuals. And so that that's how I learned about it, and I played through it, and I learned that hey, the year I played it, there's a there's Hylix two coming out, and I did play that on stream as well. To uh, just sort of repeatedly shoving in the audience's face that I stream video game. <laughs> You can go there and you can watch it, allegedly. I've been taking a bit of a break from Twitch, but I will be back very... Wait. In two days. I'll be back in two days with my next RPG Maker Monday thing. I was going to say, well, technically, when this video goes up, it'll be afterwards. Oh, but... yeah. Yeah, it will be after that. I'm done. Pardon me. Well, I mean, maybe... I mean, hopefully if this upcoming one is... Two days ago. That... Maybe. No, I think maybe like, less. I think it's like four days. Maybe more. <laughs> time, time is non-existent. <laughs> um. No. Uh, uh, How did we get on? Oh yeah, Hilux. Yeah, Hilux. it's good. Yeah, Hilux is good. That's Wayne, good. I like it so much. I, I got I got my mom to give me a shirt of it for Christmas. Wayne Hilux. There you go. There we go. Um. So, anyways, but uh, you know, we've discussed all this stuff with like YouTube, and it's something that sorry. Let me ask this. Is this something that you hope to still, like, explore with, like, just experimenting with past, like, you know, just streaming? You know, like, are you hoping to do future edits and videos similar to that in the future? What do you mean? Like, I, I know right now, and I said this before, but right now music is a major emphasis for you. And like I said, you are still streaming uh -huh. and such, but do you hope to, like, eventually, like... Is there any plans for future, like, edited videos or, like, you know, stream highlights or stuff like that for future reference, for future videos? Uh, yeah, I will I will create, uh, on occasion, some stream highlights. I was, uh, was going to do it for 
uh, my my current the current season of RPG Maker Mondays that I'm on, which is uh, I'm playing through like the Lisa series of games and their fan games. Mm-hmm. I was gonna do that, but it ended up becoming way too unwieldy of a task, so I uh, I scrapped it. I do have a uh, I have a single highlight video. No, I have two highlight videos. I have a single highlight video completed that is uh, of the time I played Portal with my friends, mm-hmm. uh, and I should I should really work on more. Uh, highlight videos of, of that. It was called Portal Gunners, and it was great. And I might bring it back on stream at some point. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and I have uh, another one of when I was playing RL Craft, a Minecraft mod pack, a, a death compilation. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's that, that, that's 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 just content right there. Like that is the the, the like it's specifically it's a really hard hard mod pack. Yeah. So what people come for is to see you have trouble with it. So a death compilation is like number one thing you make out of it. Uh, but yes, I am. I am still working on, uh, for example, releasing edited, uh, like Resident Evil Two, which I stream. Okay. Uh, that instead of just input, instead of putting up the uh, the raw stream uh, vods as my as the videos for that, I am editing that down into episodes. Less than I would like to be. I'm just kind of like that. I mean, it's fair. Enough. I did actually do some editing. I did do some editing on uh, the the next episode of that this morning, but uh, my computer crashed in the middle of it. Oh goodness! Oh, I know. I hope I, that the project is still there. Actually, I haven't checked. I hope so too, because you know, someone that you know used to edit films and stuff like that, and the person that edits the you know his project and the software likes to crash out on me here and there and such. It, it breaks my heart to hear such a tragedy happen. Oh God. yeah, I've me we've meandered so far. Yeah. There's so much meandering happening. You know what? In my opinion, that's a good podcast. That's just me. Um, <laughs> I do continue making... Oh, no. Hello? Hello? Uh, uh, there you go. Okay, oh, you're there. We're back. There. You, 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 like, glitched out for a second there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you did too. I was like, oh, no, I hope my, I hope my internet did not shut down. That would be a bad look. Oh, no, no joke. I can, I don't blame you for that one. Well, actually, speaking of glitching out for a second, let's, let's delve a little bit into the other aspect that a lot more people would actually know you for. And that'd be the music aspect. Uh, you've really, yes. been, you've been, that's what you're waiting for. Good. I'm more than happy to get onto there and so much more. Uh, you said that you, it really developed with like high school, uh, or not really mm-hmm. developed, but like, that's when it really became like more of a career yeah. and stuff like that. I'm trying to find a way to word this. Like, what exactly got you invested to the point where you're like, you know, hey, I can make music. This is what I want to do. This is the thing that I want to put a lot of my effort into. Sort of pretty much what I said earlier, the the sort of realization that, you know, I, I was the way I appreciated music was on a like a more sort of uh, like fundamental, expressive sort of resonating level than it, it is sort of with most people. And I'm not saying that in, in elitist fashion. It's just kind of you know, the way that music affected me was just like more heavy. And, and then, then I was like, I should really sort of focus this towards creating that rather than just think about it. And that's, that's sort of how that all started. Uh, in terms of like physically starting, uh, I actually, I gained my, my knowledge uh, and appreciation, both of those for uh, the, for code, the internal workings of computers, uh, digital art, video editing, and music in the exact same classroom. Oh wow! Uh, it was, yeah, it was my my middle school tech class. Oh, okay. uh, it taught me how to use so many things, including like like the editors that it taught me to use. 
uh, for example, like it taught me how to use Camtasia to edit videos and it taught me how to use Magic's Music Maker to create music. And those two things I used for so long. It was literally, literally only very, very recently have I graduated past those, like in the past couple of months, I mean. Oh, oh, like wow. this time a year ago, I was still making music in Magic's Music Maker and editing videos in Camtasia. I mean, we all got to start somewhere and what we're comfortable with. I mean, yeah, yeah. What, what seems to get the job done more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. So shout out, Mr. Fife. Your classes taught me your classes began this whole thing. There we go. There we go. What exactly got you in, uh, interested in the like style of music that you do make? Like what made you specifically like, OK, I can rock this. I can make this work. Like I said, a lot of, it's it's really all sort of influence. I when I started making music, it was EDM, and it was because I listened to a lot of EDM at the time. Mm-hmm. Then I, you know, I wanted to make rock because I was listening to a lot of rock at the time, uh, and then I just wanted to make rap because I was listening to a lot of rappers at the time. Although I've kind of always been into rap, uh, and now I do all of those things. <laughs> you do a, a lot of things. I'm the one that really at least grabbed my attention when I was doing my research. It was that your most recent EP biohacker with like the, the aesthetic mm-hmm. that you tried to go for with that one. It, it, at least for me, it felt like I was like living through a video game as I was listening to it, which was like really well done. <laughs> yeah. Everyone always says everything I make sounds like video games. I don't know how to make it not do that. So I just lean into it, I guess. I, was gonna say, I don't even lean into it. I mean, it's not a bad thing. I just kind of let it happen. There you go. It's not really a bad thing, especially the first song on that EP, uh, A Tratice on Beauty and Ugliness. Oh, my God. The, yes. the the drop that you had on that song fucking killed it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is a uh, – it's funny. I actually – there. this was – that was before I got anything that could, like, really synthesize – sort of bases and before i learned how to do it after after i made that song i learned how to use uh serum Mm -hmm. and uh which is a synthesizer that can do that there is actually i was actually beginning to learn serum as i finished that ep there's one uh there's one song on there that actually uses uh, a serum preset in part of it but yeah basically pretty much every dubstep thing that i had created in any way shape or form all of the growls were sampled in some way, which, you know, pretty cool on my part, I'd say. But uh, the, uh, the that one specifically was actually something very, very, like, unique that I'm, I'd be happy to sort of, like, I'm happy that we sort of delved into this sort of thing. Uh, because I've, uh, I also am, like, weirdly into harsh noise, the genre. Okay. Uh, and something that I noticed while I was uh, sort of stretching samples to distort them to create that sound is that it would generate these like really weird pitched samples that sounded kind of like dubstep so if i if i for example if i went actually if i went and you sort of if you took that sample and inserted it into a a program and stretched it out it kind of sounded like okay that's what it would sound like and then when i distorted that it sounded like dubstep and actually all of the growls in that song, the treatise on beauty and ugliness were created specifically using that method. And it's the only song I've ever done that on. And yeah, the uh, specifically treatise on beauty and ugliness is a, it's actually a very veiled reference, all of it uh, to Skrillex. Uh, Basically uh, his, his sort of, the song that blew him up, Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites, the uh, 
the meaning of scary monsters and nice sprites is a treatise on beauty and ugliness, pretty much. In terms of the uh, the, uh, the the nice sprites is the and the scary monsters is the and in the same way, the sort of beauty is the the melodic part and the ugliness is the the drop, which is why is specifically why it was so brutal. I you know I never realized that, but like now that you like laid it out like it totally makes sense and wow that much that much thought more than anything else like i i applaud you for that one that you know i don't know that it was that much thought i just kind of <laughs> did it i mean still yeah. the fact that you did it you went through with it like it's it's a very well done song and like the ep as a whole very well done i really do i really did appreciate my listen through of it um some of the more Thank research you. more of the research that i did i noticed that as well as working you know on your own stuff you've actually produce some soundtracks for some podcasts as well. How exactly did those opportunities come yes. up for you? All right. This. So, uh, in, during high school, I, uh, a couple of friends of mine got together with a bunch of their friends, uh, and they started, they sort of started a D and D thing, uh, for a, and they, they'd made it a podcast and, I was somebody who actually knew what I was doing in that regard. So I was sort of brought on to make their podcast a podcast as pretty much before, before all it had been was like, they were sort of recording, uh, like somebody turned on their phone and recorded the whole session. And then they, they put it up on uh, a podcast site and like a bunch of the stuff was missing. There was no editing or anything. Uh, there was actually one fun fact. One of the recordings that actually had a, had a, has a clip in it of me walking up to them, not realizing they were recording and talking to them. <laughs> uh, but they, uh, we did sort of a soft reboot of it and I sort of, I turned it into sort of an edited thing with a real sort of like, like podcast worthy microphone, a, uh, you know, an edited style intro, outro, like actual, uh, like conventions that people do when they're on radio and a soundtrack. And that's sort of, you know, I, I composed original music for two seasons of that before it was cut short. There were a lot of troubles with it. I'm not going to get into it. It was, a, it was, it was certainly a time of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue with that. And yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, it was a chance for you more or less to hone in on your craft when it comes to creating music and such. So <laughs> good on you to have that. Is that something you would love to do? Like, you know, for future reference, like for future, like opportunities. So okay. it is, I literally today, I hit up a friend of mine about potentially scoring a horror thing. If he wanted to make a horror movie, because I've been working a lot with uh, spooky strings and stuff. Uh, I, I absolutely would love to, to become a Danny Elfman and start scoring people's movies. It go. would be, you know, yeah, Absolutely. Movies, podcasts, video games, whatever. I do plan on, like, any video games I ever make, I will release soundtracks for. I'll make the soundtrack for myself as well. Nice. Nice. That that would be something cool to see more than anything else. Um, especially seeing where you've already come from and what you've already developed uh, with some of the music you already have. Some of which has gotten some of the, the people in the music industry, some of them that you've even admired, to notice you and help you with producing on stuff. Want to elaborate a little on who's helped you out at this point? Okay, well, yeah, the uh the 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 primary reason that this uh this sort of period in time between the release of Biohacker EP and now has I believe been the longest period of time since I started releasing music that I haven't released anything, like any any like multi-track releases. Mm -hmm. Uh and that is because in uh 
in the the middle of 2020, I began uh, sort of it, it kind of all happened on accident, but I began a a sort of group that hosts uh, URL fests that are uh, presented in the form of Minecraft concerts. Mm-hmm. You know, we build the we build the venue in Minecraft, and we we sort of we do the audio. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know where. I didn't know where the sentence was going next when I started it. Um, yeah, and the the way that started was we were in the in the uh, Discord server, uh, the community Discord server for Left at London. As I've you know, we've talked about her in a bit. I'm in that server because I'm a big fan. Uh, some of the members uh, began a project, uh, a fan album, to comprise a bunch of remixes, a bunch of covers, and a bunch of inspired original music uh, to release it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was called Tales from Transgender Street, which is a pun on uh, her EP Transgender Street Legend Volume 1, because, you know, it's transgender street legend, like a legend of the streets who is transgender. Oh, yeah. And so by, by naming it Tales from Transgender Street, it was sort of a pun upon like implying that it actually means transgender street mm-hmm. legend. It, it was just sort of a funny little little thing. Uh, and that, that's how that came about. Uh, and I volunteered to make the release a Minecraft concert because I had been attending a lot of URL fests held in Minecraft uh, by the group known as Open Pit. Okay. Uh, they're, they're a huge inspiration as well in terms of what I, what I do in that regard. And yeah, the... So I, I I got a bunch of other friends from that server, and we we sort of built up this uh, this big this big map that was centered around you know a, a fictional transgender street, which was like where the venue for the concert was built. Uh, and then we sort of everything spiraled from there. Uh, our server hosts, the uh, the the people that I was using to. Uh, sort of make a like make my my server with for the the presentation. They uh, they took notice of the the fest midway through. I presume it was because uh, it it clocked in at like 150 people, which was way more than they ever had on their servers for a, an event that wasn't like hosted by them. Yeah. Uh, and the reason the reason for that is because Left at London herself agreed to play a set at that show, mm. and so she kickstarted that. And from there, we then uh, we received free funding for from the, the the server in question, the server hosts, which were, by the way, they were Minehut. I'm not going to just vague them without telling saying who they are. That would kind right. of be rude. <laughs> uh, yeah, Minehut, uh, the admins gave us enough stuff like enough, enough sort of resources, you know, normally you, you sort of buy credits on their site. They gave us credits for free so that we could do another one. And so I was like, Hey guys, I guess we're going to do another one. <laughs> and so that all sort of began because of left at London. Cause if she hadn't sort of, you know, gotten herself involved with that and promoted that, then, you know, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am now uh, in terms of that, and honestly, following as well because uh, I've gained a lot of, of followers through Avenue as well. Uh, yeah, but then I uh, I sort of brought the other people who had assembled the fan album. Mm-hmm. I brought us all together uh, into a collective called Avenue, mm-hmm. uh, which was 
uh, a, it, it was a, it was an evolution of a joke because originally for the uh, the streaming of of, uh, of of Tales from Transgender Street, uh, they were trying to use the uh, Twitch URL Transgender Street, but it was taken, uh, and so they ended up taking Transgender Avenue uh, uh, as the the primary thing. And so I came up with the idea: Hey, what if we just named our collective Avenue? That way, we don't have to change the the URL in the future. Right. And we have not. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that sort of that that's how all that began. And then through that, uh, left at London, then participated in our next show, uh, raising us, you know, even higher. As well as for the third show, uh, she not only used that show to debut uh, her band Wow OK with Holiday Kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was the debut. Was at one of our shows, and as well, uh, she got in contact with the legend of the internet, who pioneered so much of modern day internet culture, Neil Cisariga, yeah. uh, and hooked us up with him for that. And that that itself, that that concert that we did, uh, was the biggest any server on the on Minehood had ever been. And so big that we had to switch providers afterwards because they didn't have. They, it was the biggest one they'd ever had. They didn't yeah. have the infrastructure to support it. I, I was gonna you know, s- no 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 change to them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's funny you actually mentioned that uh, that concert, Wild Wild Fest, because that was actually the concert. It was right after I had just interviewed Left at London to where I actually first heard about you because you were performing. I think it was like right before, like a few sets before the debut of Wow Okay, and that's how I like first heard of you and was like, oh my goodness, like the, whatever you're doing, like keep rocking it because oh my god, um, yeah. I'll say the one song that definitely got me invested, and I was gonna bring it up is the one that a lot of people, if they know you will, should know you for It's the other friends remix that you've made. Oh yeah, my God. I saw <laughs> uh, the only electro swing I've ever made. That's electro swing. Okay, good. I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that was electro swing. Cause knocked that's a, it the, <laughs> knocked it out of the park. I guess I assume it counts as electro swing. I don't really like, I made it and I was like, okay. Cause the, the original song, other friends from Steven universe, the movie, it, it had an electro swing sort of sort of feel to it. It was it was very uh, that was just sort of the vibe, and so I just went went whole hog on it, and I I pushed it to that that limit. Yeah, I sort yeah. of I did I did a bunch of I did a bunch of research for that too, like the uh, the sort of little like piano solo thing and and saxophone solo. They were specifically from like things that had been pointed out to me as like, hey, you could do that to make you know electro swing. A lot of people don't like electro swing because it's like very formulaic. You know, right. I personally, like I said, I have a lot of appreciation for a lot of things. There you go. I mean, uh, trust me, I was going to say, I'm a huge fan of Electro Swing, so whenever I first heard that, like, I instantly, like, fell in love with mm-hmm. it. Like, the, the original song, we can all agree, is already really good, but you found a way to, like, amp it up, like, absolutely. so much more, like, yeah. with just the, I, uh, the things you've added. Structurally, I have very few regrets. I don't think I would change pretty much anything in that. I mean, you shouldn't. Hold on. It was foretold. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's a simple little cut edit, I, or little cut I can do for that little yeah. bit. Yeah, but, no, so, you know, I, I predicted just in case that would ever happen, and it, and thus it did. But yeah, the uh, the other friends remix was uh, one of my one of my recent works. Uh, over the course of uh, of the Avenue concerts, I have created quite a few uh, songs. Most of them uh, have been just like 
kind of specific purpose little snippets. Like I made, I made a like a dumb meme remix of a of the PBS Kids Go theme song for a PBS for a set that I did at PBS Fest. It was literally just the, the do, 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 go, and then I like after that go, it dropped into like a fucking heavy trap beat that I put like some. <laughs> some childish gambino vocals over there you go <laughs> and uh, as well as uh some remixes uh of, of several things the uh most prominently uh left at london six feet which was uh present on the tales from transgender street album mm-hmm. uh and i plan to be i do eventually plan to drop all of those uh sort of that motley crew of, of tunes as a a sort of mixtape on youtube uh just I don't know what I'll title it. Something about like URL Fest or Avenue or something. Just, I mean, just go with like a blend of just all the titles so far. I'm just like, you know, Tales from the Avenue or something like that. Something simple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like like one of those like uh, like like freakish amalgamation titles that like My Chemical Romance and Twenty One Pilots fans do to like combine all the songs together into yeah. one. Like the Tales from the Hyperspace Wild uh, Avenue. There you go. Rat. <laughs> Rat. rat magma rat magma there you go there you go <laughs> oh goodness uh well, i mean you got all this stuff that you've already presented has already been absolutely amazing um as a matter of fact the one thing you're promoting heavily right now more than anything right now is your song i keep forgiving you correct me if i'm wrong in saying the title of that yeah i i kept forgiving you i kept yes. forgiving you um which i again i listened to i love the vibe that you went with that one mm-hmm. just like that nice like i i i for me, like it was like nice, chill, like the the freaking stock footage of the planes that you had to go with the video yeah. or whatnot. I think really emphasized that vibe. So it is so difficult to find <laughs> that. I don't know why there aren't more videos of just planes flying. That was like literally the thing that I wanted. Like as soon as I I made the song and I was like, what am I gonna do for a visualizer for this? It was okay. It's like planes. Yeah. Like. But there was like no, there was like a single video that I had that I found and a bunch of them were like landing and taking off and I had to cut those out because I just wanted some planes in the damn sky. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the song, the song is, uh, is very heavily influenced by Burial. Okay. Uh, he's, uh, you know, one of the, the auteurs of, of dubstep and I mean the, the UK kind, uh, just brilliant, sad soundscape atmospheres, uh, and it uh, it samples the 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 vocals in it are a sample of my friend Avery. Okay. Uh, uh from her band uh, Twelve Rainy Sundays in a Row, uh, who I will absolutely uh, plug because they're great. And uh, yeah, they they recently released their debut album, and I sampled one of the songs off of that uh, as vocals for that song. It was it was it was fun. The song is called Sunday Paper, the original. Uh, yeah, I kept forgiving you is part of. I, I originally had like a lot of steam to release it, but it's kind of like sort of gone by the wayside as I realized I didn't have really that much material for it, honestly. But uh, uh, an EP serving as a sequel to Biohacker called Transhumanist. Oh, okay. Is that the is that the one that you're teasing that is eventually going to be coming out soon? Yes, hopefully. Hopefully. I, uh, I have a couple songs on it, including the uh, – during the promotion for Rat Rave, the Fourth Avenue concert, we uh, we had this little meme of a rat. It was like a multicolored rat, and it was like, "Post this rat." That was the meme, and uh, 
there's a the streamer Wayne Radio TV. He's uh, he's known for a couple things, but uh, most recently he blew up for uh, Half Life VR. But the AI is self aware. Mm-hmm. I personally have been uh, like gonna gonna sort of uh, I guess flex my my hipster card here. I've been a fan from I've been a fan of him for a lot longer than that. Uh, but he uh, he did a series of streams in which uh, he hooks up a fax machine to sort of uh, integrated Twitch Streamlab stuff uh, and allows anybody to send him an image in the form of a fax if they donate him money. And uh, during one of those streams, we... Uh, not we, uh, Caroline specifically, my friend Caroline, mm-hmm. uh, they sent him a, uh, a post this rat PNG. Uh, and the, uh, the background of it is black and it was sent as a fax. So when it printed... Uh, Wayne Radio TV himself. Uh, he he received it. He looked at it, and he was like, "You guys took so much goddamn ink printing this thing." <laughs> uh, and so I actually I sampled that and I made a remix of it. Oh, nice! Uh, because specifically, he uh, immediately afterwards he stepped on a meat nut that he'd spilled on the ground, uh, and so I, I sampled that for like most of it. It's just him repeating meat nut. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is also going to be on the EP. Oh my goodness. Just, hearing all this stuff is already making me excited for this EP more than anything else. Uh, oh, just don't, 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 the bop, the bop, Bogo's binted. Uh, just you wait because I have so many things in the, in the vault, in the progress that I, I also am ready to talk about as well whenever you want to get to them. I mean, uh, you know, th- I say this is a podcast. If you want to just start gushing about it, let's go. I'm down for it. Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so my, my debut album is hopefully going to be coming out this year. Otherwise, I've got a lot of plan restructuring to do. Uh, my debut album is uh, going to be a rap album, and I'm, I'm not—I have not dropped the title of it yet, so it's mm. still, still secretive. Nice. Um, I am—I have a, a punk rock sort of rock EP okay. uh, that I am—that's in—it's it's in progress that I'm working on, uh, as well as a sort of synth wave, synth pop, electro pop EP as mm. well. Uh, and that's kind of fun. I've got I've got a lot of sort of sort of ideas and and sort of instrumentals and I and verses and concepts that I've written for both of those things. Uh, that's that's going to be fun. My debut album I've been working on for I want to say like four years now. I always forget the the amount of years. Uh, it's a uh, it's a long it's a long time coming. Like originally, like I I specifically originally wanted to do this podcast this this specific interview after it came out because oh. you know I felt that that would be perfect sort of time uh because you know you know, debut album on a promoted etc mm-hmm. you know have me on a second time anyway i'm more than happy to maybe yeah. uh, maybe maybe next time i'll be blue up here and red down here uh, who knows who knows the audio uh, listeners are gonna have fun figuring out what the world is going on <laughs> uh, i i have i have uh, my webcam is all I thought it was. I thought. It was, I thought. Like, does this does this go like up as audio only somewhere? No, no, no. Like, oh, sorry. Yes, there's the video version on YouTube, but I also have it for Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, where most audio oh, streaming platforms are possible. I I was unaware of this. The what? I was unaware of this. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, cool. I, t- I try to do it with the Twitter teaser. I'm surprised you never noticed. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Uh, no, I did, I did. I did. I legitimately. I just. I'm not a very. I'm not a very. Uh, observant person at times duly noted, duly noted. i was gonna say um 
as in fact, I use Spotify more than anything else because a lot of times I listen to podcasts while I'm at work because I work uh, uh-huh. with like forklifts and you know shit like that. So it's like as I'm driving along, like it's nice to just pop in, listen to a podcast while I'm just trying to you know set up lanes and stuff. So yeah, let me tell you, here's here's the the sort of cream of the crop in terms of uh, in terms of sort of. Uh, music listening everyone fights everyone battles over you know is spotify the best is apple music is title etc here's here's what you do here's what you do ten dollar a month subscription to youtube music they not only have it's an under it's an underused under underlooked at service nobody really considers it it's fine though like not only like they recently the only thing that they didn't have uh like that they introduced like last year was gapless playback so like if the song transitions directly into a song, it'll it'll do that. Then uh, they have that now. Uh, Ten dollar a month subscription to that, you know, like any other any other service, except YouTube Music. The catalog is enormous because they include the because songs, it, it includes the songs that yeah, are not got, like you know official releases like fan made songs and stuff, right? Yeah, because people put up their songs and shit on YouTube constantly. Mm-hmm. It like behind SoundCloud, which is free. It's like the the number one thing, maybe even above SoundCloud, the number one thing that people just post random ass songs they make on. You can find pretty much anything on YouTube music. Let me tell you, Jay-Z, when there was that whole debate because he only had his shit on title and whether or not he was going to put the shit on Spotify, and there was like, oh, no, maybe I think Jay-Z signed a deal with Spotify to put it. Guess what? It was on YouTube music the whole time. Yeah. I listened to 444, and I was like, damn, people are fighting over the ability to listen to this, but I got the secret sauce. And here is the, the, here is the final ingredient of the secret sauce, podcasts listen to them on spotify thank because, you because because the podcast experience on free spotify is exactly the same as the podcast experience on paid spotify there are no ads in between podcasts mm-hmm. the ads are in the podcast themselves and you don't you don't lose those if you subscribe plus because it's, it's for the by the podcast themselves. I would say, plus, unlike, you know, free Spotify when it comes to music, to where it'll just, like, if you have, like, playlists or something, unless you say it specifically, it's, uh, like, if you're going to do, like, a shuffle or something like that, like, it'll automatically do that. You can't, like, pick a certain song or something like that for, like, certain playlists and stuff like that. When it comes to, you know, podcast experience, you could literally pick whatever episode you want and just go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like podcasting that that that's that's the secret sauce. Podcast experience on Spotify exactly the same free. Don't pay for Spotify, but listen to the podcast there. Do pay for YouTube music, listen to the music there. There you go. There you go. There there's my secret sauce. This is all a big a big sort of tangent away from Yeah. Away from a, we're music, talking about we're be talking available about, on YouTube music. <laughs> yeah. It will be. It is. It is. You can go there. There you go. Um My debut album. Uh it's a hip hop album. Been working on it for like four years. Hopefully this year it's coming out. I bet. Hopefully. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, a sort of very personal. I've been working on it for a long time. Well, I know I will certainly be one of several that will be anticipating that release, and I, I can't wait for it to drop already because uh, the music that you've already produced so far, like with how incredible mm-hmm. it is, that as is, like you know, these are just like little snippets. These are EPs, a full album, like. Lord knows how many tracks that you have going into it or whatnot. I can only imagine the experience that will be. So, yeah, I will say uh, I do plan for my my album releases to be hip hop, uh, and that all of my sort of my primarily rock stuff and my primarily EDM stuff will be released through EPs. Okay. So, 
yeah, that's sort of that's sort of the idea sort of I have as to how I'm going to be releasing my music. Okay, okay. It, I I know we kind of brushed up on this a little bit, but what's exactly kind of like the music making process for you? Like, when do you decide like, hey, I'm gonna make a rock song today, or I'm gonna make an EDM song today, or I want to go all in on this album? Like, what's like that process for you? It was a, it was a combination of things. Uh, like for example, the uh, the current the punk EP that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a couple of roots. Uh, primarily, there is uh, this this YouTube channel that I watch, Page Fire. They do uh, they do very like they do humorous sort of like pastiche videos of popular rock genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so some of their work, like because uh, the uh, the primary musical mind uh, behind them, uh, who creates like the songs that they do. Uh, he is an incredibly talented guy, and uh, on their on their sufficiently niche uh, videos, he's regularly been uh, accused of outperforming the entire genre with his single parody song. Because <laughs> it's it's barely even a parody song; like it's it's just kind of they parody the genre as they're making it, and then the last song is kind of normal. Yeah, you know, sort of sort of genres that like specifically like small genres that they've done include wizard rock. Like I like, which is Harry Potter themed rock and roll. They did a whole video parodying that. Uh, Nintendo Core. They did a video parodying that, and uh, those those songs are brilliant. Particularly because uh, the specifically the the Harry Potter one, the uh, the quintessential element of it is not very Harry Potter. It's just like, what if Hagrid was punching people? What if he was going around hitting people to solve problems? That's the entire conceit. And he he made like a whole album based off of that. It's great. It's it's unironically good. I don't say that about many Harry Potter related pieces of media now. <laughs> you got you got to link me this stuff because this is that's gonna be an experience more than anything else. Yeah, you, the the description of people who I have plugged in this podcast is gonna be a million long. <laughs> Just off the top of my head, you know, you know, left at London, twelve rainy Sundays, the page fire, fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> uh, that. Uh, plus the fact that at the time, uh, I had just learned how to do a specific style of distortion for rock guitars mm-hmm. uh, that I learned how to make. And also, uh, at the time, I was very, very angry at a specific person uh, for some specific actions. And so those those sort of all channeled into what is going to become the the punk EP that I'm making. It's fun. It's great. I don't know that it's I don't know that it's 100% gonna be punk. I might delve into other rock shit. I might delve into more metal shit. Who knows? Who know? Who care? Not me. That's my catchphrase right now. <laughs> Who care? Not me. <laughs> Who care? Not me. <laughs> I mean, more than anything else, as long as you're producing amazing music at the end of the day, I think that's what anyone's going to be waiting for more than anything else. Yeah. But like, like I said, in terms of drive, I just like doing it. I love doing it. It's, it brings me so much joy to make things. So like, I, I don't generally have any reason for creation, just sort of reason for creating specific things rather than other things okay okay that's fair enough is there a uh, is there a style or a certain type of music that you've wanted to delve into but just never had like the chance to or just never like sat down and done it yourself well i mean i have not released any hip-hop songs you well know i have i've really i released some on my old uh, my old mixtape series which was basically just like a bunch of arrangements of pre-existing samples but that doesn't really count yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, okay. I mean, more than anything. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, and that's it's my favorite. You know, so it's it's paradoxical, but uh, yeah. Well, 
well, there you go. The, the, something that you haven't yet to make, you're going to make that your big thing, hopefully. So <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of wild. Uh, yeah, I'd actually planned to do a sort of a preliminary hip-hop EP, but sort of everything on that kind of fell through. Okay. Uh, yeah, happens. Okay. I mean, that that's fair. Uh, you know, we, as we're, as we go through this questions, I think it's time I bust out Mr. Moneybags. Uh, let's say I, <laughs> let's say I am, you know, big shot Moneybags executives. Like, look, Ace, love everything you're doing. Like, seriously, like just every little aspect of it. We want to create the dream Ace Smith project. What would be like, you know, you can work with anyone. You can collab with anyone. You can produce for someone else. What would be the dream Ace Smith project? This is this is fun. I'm going to go in also into my thought process for this because in terms of dream project, I have always kind of really thought in terms of what I can do mm-hmm. rather than what I could potentially do if I were a big shot. Right. So, you know, so, so potentially yeah, exactly, but that's what I'm saying. So the potentially the closest thing to my dream album is probably going to at least I'm going to try to make it the album I'm going to release, mm-hmm. my default one. My debut. Default? Debut? What the hell? Anyway. <laughs> uh, in terms of artists I'd like to work with, you know, Tyler, the creator up there. Uh, Travis Scott. I could, you okay. know, I could do some Travis Scott stuff. Like, there's a lot of, like, I wouldn't, I like, in terms of collaboration and stuff. And I also, I've always sort of been creating things on my own mm-hmm. because, you know, having other people do things for you costs money. And I haven't always had a lot of money in my bank account. And now I don't have that much money in my bank account right now. I'm not saying that like I'm, I'm big. Oh, I guess if we're pretending that I'm a big shot, I haven't always been this, this, this much of a big millionaire, <laughs> but yeah. So like, you know, I, you know, producing, you know, I, I produce stuff. I do art stuff. I do editing stuff. You know, it's all, it all, it all runs together. You know, I mix, I master everything because learning to do it myself is easier than paying people to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough, <laughs> but basically, and yeah, so it's a, it's it's it, it's hard for me to answer. But like in terms of sort of like what I would do with capabilities beyond what I have now, it's not something I really tend to consider because like I figure I'll just just go with the flow. Then what will I do if I get a big label deal? I assume I will take all my friends out to an expensive dinner. Uh, like in terms of project. I would keep making what I whatever I always wanted to make next, you know, whatever comes naturally to me. I, I would never really, I mean, maybe I would if it was a lucrative enough deal. I like the money, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't really plan on very easily sort of giving up, sort of my my sort of core ideas for a label. So, you know, whatever I just sort of make would probably be the same either way, honestly. No, that's fair enough. You you want you don't want to give up like your identity. What made you and what got you the big deal? If yeah, you get that, kinda, deal. yeah. Like it's it's just kind of is it's it's a hard it's hard to answer for me specifically. You know, okay. I don't really dream of working with specific people. That I'd say. I mean, I guess left to London. Left to London's cool. I'd like uh, to have her on a song someday. There you go. There you go. I was gonna say. I mean, even nevertheless, like you know, you said left at London. Like the two of you. I mean, she already you know helped you out with some stuff. I mean, it'd be interesting to to see mm-hmm. you know it'd be interesting to see that little collaboration and also like from the names that you did say like travis scott or tyler the creator like working with them like with what you do like i can only imagine the 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 mm-hmm. wealth of content you you guys could create so yeah yeah 
Well, let's go back. Let's get back from that dream. Let's get back to reality. And, you know, like I said, you, you're developing. Oh, there a goes lot. gravity. Yeah, gravity. <laughs> gravity. No. Um, yes. Yes, I did. I did say I did reference a John Mayer song. I apologize. Um, no, but. How could <laughs> How could I? Uh, no. So like, you're developing more. You're producing a lot more. And it's incredible to see what you got so far. Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five, ten years from now? Oh, great. The five-year plan. Yes. <laughs> it's always, it's always been sort of, uh, sort of something that I've always dreaded being asked at interviews mm. because I sort of, I sort of live as I, as I go, honestly, like planning to be somewhere in five years has never felt like something I've been capable of just because the, the concept of, of planning so far ahead and then getting there doesn't really work. You know, where do I plan to be in five years? I guess with a multi-million dollar label deal and a lot of fans, who like what I make, mm-hmm. but like other than that, you know, I ideally, like in in the perfect world, everything I do, you know, my uh, my music, you know, my 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 production of other people's music, sort of uh, the the funny meme art that I make, the uh, you know, sort of the the edits that I make, the bands that I've created, the videos that I make on in both in video games and just sort of funny edits and stuff, all of those would be popular and people would like it, mm-hmm. you know. Other than that, you know, that, 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 that's pretty much like, I guess, the same but bigger. Okay. okay. You know? And, you know, there's no shame in that, especially now. Like I said, you, what you've already made so far is, is great. I mean, I'd love to see, I would love to see more. And so, like, five years from now, if I get more of A. Smith, who am I to complain? <laughs> no, nobody's smart. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So as we're winding down the interview, I do have one last question I do want to ask. Um, obviously, like you've invested so much when it comes to music and art and all that stuff like that. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Well, I think it's probably the most important thing. Well, creates like it, it shapes like the the human part of humans. I mean. If that's your answer, I can't think of a better way to word it myself. So yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like every like since since you know we since we started we've been we've been using art. You know, personal self expression didn't come, you know, until a little bit later. Most of the time when we started doing art, it was to you know talk about how we saw a cool bull that we we threw a spear at. But uh, like it's just sort of like in in terms of its potency, it's uh, less than people think it is, but. You know, you know, if, if there's if there's a guy who wants to do a war and he's in a position of power, a lot of a lot of art telling him not to isn't going to do much. Uh, but you should still create that art, absolutely. And that's, I guess that 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 that's pretty much entirely my piece, like that that right there. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Like that that right there. If there. There's a guy who wants to do a war and he's in the power to do it. The art is not going to stop him from doing it if you try and make him stop doing it with art. But you should still make that that same art. There we go. There we go. For your own sake, I guess. There we go. <laughs> but with that, I'm all out of questions. Um, Ace, I've already showered you with a good bit of praise, but I'm going to shower you some more because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, no, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I want to be showered with praise. <laughs> uh, no, but like I said, I, I first heard of you, like I said, you know, with an influence of yours left mm-hmm. at London um, with that wild, wild fest that you guys hosted um, and hearing your stuff like through there, like that already sparked like an interest. And I've, I've tried to keep this as, you know, I tried to keep tabs up with you and like listen to your music back. And especially now, whenever I asked you to sit down for amateur April and ask you to, you know, and did my little research and such like, 
it, it made me realize, you know, it already it made me see how far you've come so far within like only five, six years since you've really like buckled down and started making stuff. Like even if it's as simple as a Minecraft let's play to Honestly, now yeah. to, to now making like legitimately amazing music that anyone, if given the opportunity, should sit down and listen to. If this is the trajectory, if this is what you've already made so far, like I said, you know, with the five, ten years from now, if I just get more of a Smith but bigger and better it'll be all worth it. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be one of the few right now, but hopefully one of many in the future that's going to be rooting for you time and time again, because dude, you, you've got a gift and I'd love to see that gift grow more than anything else. Thank you. I, you know, I, I try, I mean, Hey, as long as you try at the end of the day, who are we to complain? <laughs> Nobody's smart. Nobody's smart. There you go. <laughs> Uh, go there's ahead. The, there's a new phrase, I guess. There you go. No, nobody's who's going to complain. Nobody's smart. <laughs> I'll try to get like a banner or something like that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Just uh, rename the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Rename the podcast. No. Hi, welcome to the nobody smart podcast. <laughs> well, hi, welcome to the who can complain. Nobody smart podcast. That, that That's totally the name. Like a podcast would have. It'd be like about watching movies and talking about how much you hate the movie or something. <laughs> Easy. I'll tell you what, if you want to start that, I'll consider you the sister or brother channel of the original podcast. I feel like I feel like the term like sister channel doesn't have to be gendered in terms of the right. The viewer right. Or the person who makes it. You know what I meant? Basically, a subsidiary of the postmodern art productions. Um, <laughs> God, it sounds okay. You're, you're, so what you're what you're telling me is that if I do that, you'll own it. I Go can ahead. make it but under your purview. <laughs> Go ahead and plug yourself for the people. At home. <laughs> All right, you can you can discover and purchase my music at asmith.bandcamp.com. Uh, my Twitter is twitter.com/prodbyasmith. I I uh, hope that you follow that that. Uh, I assume that sort of all of the people that I'd listed so far in the podcast that you know Nathan will sort of message me about each one and ask for a link when he hears it in, uh, during the edit. Uh, and then I'll send those, but yeah, you can probably hopefully find all those in the description. Oh, I will. I'll be sure to link everything in the uh, description. Yeah. I, uh, I stream uh, at twitch.tv slash sads ghost. Uh, and pretty much anything else that I do, like the, the Twitter thing, follow the Twitter and then you, you sort of got the link to everything. Like that, that that's sort of the, the primary hub of stuff at the moment. There you go. There you go. By the way, I applaud you for your uh, April Fool's Day Twitter thing of just basically becoming that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I, I, it was actually the 9 p.m. the night before the uh, the EST uh, yeah. midnight for April Fools that I, I just I made up my profile to look pr- almost exactly like Nats. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, specifically uh, her her sort of Twitter like name yeah. uh, is Nat Cops Break Laws to Terrorize Slash Intimidate Puff. Uh, and I changed that because that 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 fills up the entire uh, thing, and I had to add in like a fake verification mark, mm. uh, and so I changed it from intimidate to imitate yes. because I was imitating her, which uh, is actually something that weirdly enough comes from an "I Wrestled a Bear Once" song that I listened to once because uh, the the lyric like the lyric in there is uh, like I tell you you're intimidating, and but she clearly screams I tell you you're imitating. Uh, <laughs> And so the, when I when I saw Intimidate, I was like, hey, hey, hey I got a really funny idea. 
yeah, I did. Yeah, I did, did, did some changes. That, that was fun. Uh, I love. How, I, I almost got Pixel to DM me, thinking that I was actual Nat. <laughs> I, I love how Nat was also caught off guard by it with the one reply this week. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, yeah she. Uh, in, the 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 tweeting question the list to the listeners of the podcast is. Uh, she. Uh, she sent a, a sort of she publicly sent a, a demo to Lil Nas X of a potential uh, remix for Montero because he 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 tweeted like a joke about who's going to be on the hundred remixes of Montero because he did so many remixes of Old Town Road when that mm-hmm. came out. Uh, and she did sort of like a, a public demo and Anthony Fantano retweeted it and was like banger. And so on that, since it was April Fool's, I figured it was the perfect time to sort of reply. And so I put, hey, Tony, when are you going to send me the bass stems? <laughs> you know, Fantano, Fantano be playing the bass. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, goodness. I will say with that uh, demo that she did do, that makes like after I heard that she has to be top of the list. If he does decide to do remixes, he's got to be top of the list. And number two has got to be Tyler. I- I'm sorry. That's just personal, <laughs> personal bias. I know. Very biased, but still. <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, do you have any final words before we sign off? Uh, yeah, let's do Let's do another episode where we just talk about how good Tyler, the creator is. I mean, I'm down for for that. I can make it like an extra episode or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Like 30, 30, 30 minutes of additional content that we just record right now. And you put on that post-mod art pod Patreon. I need to make a Patreon. I discussed it with uh, another former guest. I need to do a Patreon. Like, uh, you know, I don't know who would be invested in it, but I, I should like just to have it. Tyler, the creator fans. Tyler, the creator fans. There you go. Uh, and for the Tyler, the creator fans out there and for everyone else as well, all I have left to say is hasta luego, mi amigos. I'm doing, I'm doing the thing that he did with his hand for the people who are listening. <laughs>